Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Just My Take Sports podcast. Um, Wherever you're listening, I hope you're having a good day. Hope you're having a blessed day. Um, So with me today, I have the only Duke fan in all of our rapids because people are smart enough not to be Duke fans, apparently. Um, But no, just kidding, all kidding aside, we have, um, he's a pastor at Valley Community Church. Um, he does a lot of community service with the church as well. He's a great guy, one of my best friends, Mr. Justin Temple. Thanks for having me, Mr. Alex. Yes, sir. Anytime. I can't um, wait to argue today. <laughs> nah, I mean, we're, we're going to keep it civilized to an extent that we can. Well, you told him that I'm a pastor, so now I have to behave. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like we're going to be here, like, cussing and all that stuff. So um, I wanted to do a quick uh, few little small things before we get into the talk about UNC versus Duke. Um so, like I said, this past podcast, um, not this week, but next week, we're going to have an interview with a UNC women's basketball player by the name of Eva Hodson. So, be looking out for that. Um, as well as the week pro- following that, we're going to have an interview with a UNC men's basketball player by the name of Jackson Watkins. So, just be looking out for those interviews and looking out for those podcasts. Like I said, we um, upload every Monday and Friday usually anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes is like where I'd like to keep the podcast. Um, so we're going to hop right into the topic today, which is UNC versus Duke, as we can see by the video, or if you're on audio, that's fine. But we are in our full team attires with Justin having the Duke jersey on and me having the UNC short shirt, hat. Um, I'd just like to hear your opinion um, just a just an opening statement. We both get an opening statement of why we think our team is better than the other. So we'll start with you. I'll let you be the opening statement first. Well, I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. I don't think we're better than you guys. I just think we have the best rivalry in all of college sports. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. So yeah. So there's my opening statement. I don't think we're better. I think we're two of the best. And I think it's cool that we get so, part of the same. So, question: If you don't think we're better, why do you always act like you are? Because uh-huh. would you be a true fan if you didn't act like you were? That's true, but at the same time, like realistically, you got to look at it. You two, let's take this past season. I know I'm a UC fan, so I'm bring up the two games. That you know, I'm gonna bring up. You have two of the biggest games of y'all entire season, and you can't argue they weren't the two biggest. I mean, literally the Final Four to go to the national championship, and um, the. Um, Coach K's last game. You had two of the biggest games of the year that y'all were supposed to perform at, and you didn't. So how do you think that y'all take this year? You can't and, say that we didn't perform at those games. Well, you those didn't were perform two, well enough th- Those were two lost. great games. Two great teams played a great game, and then y'all, by a couple possessions, you won those two games. Props but the better team always props. wins by the couple possessions. It takes a better team to win those possession close games. Right. What I'm saying, though, is you can't say we didn't perform, though. Because not, because if we didn't perform, then the, what do you, you have to brag well about? Well enough, obviously, with your victory. Both because teams if you were performed, the, because here's level. why. Here's why. I'm not trying to interrupt you or anything. But if you were the better team, the better team will take those games and win by those couple possessions. That's what great teams do. I agree, but that's that's good not teams what I was win saying. games. I was just quoting your statement. Y'all didn't perform, so I was just okay. I was correcting that statement so you, because so we did opinion. perform. Y'all just performed better, but right. we did perform great. So you're taking the um stance that we're just the best rivalry and we're not you're not better than us per se which is interesting because 
Um, a lot of Duke fans hate that um, take. Um, not that we're not the best rivalry because they agree with that statement, but the fact that y'all said you're saying that we are better is interesting to me. I will ne- well. Uh huh. Numbers don't lie. Uh huh. Now I'm not going to sit here and praise Carolina because you know screw Carolina. Right. But, you know. But, I mean, you know, numbers don't lie. You have the most victories, and you did win. Most Final Four appearances, most national championships between the two teams. But aside from that, y'all did win the big game. Right. The Final Four game. And so, there's not much I can say, but, you know, Duke is still a great basketball team. Coach K is still the greatest. Okay, bro. And those things you will never be able let's to take t- Let's talk about the coaches for a minute. Okay. I'm not go- I'm not <laughs> – I know you're going to get a little sensitive on the subject because I know how um, you act like you're close with Coach K – like all Duke fans do. Uh-huh. Um, but I just want to take a minute. Why and, you got to say and it like why, that? Just because you Duke fans. trying to get me here. No, you The Duke fans, Duke fans, no matter who you're talking to, think that Coach K is like your dad or something. Like you grew up with him. But it's fine. Like Did y'all I'm not, not do that with Roy Williams? No, I never Did, said anything. Do y'all anything. still not do that over Dean Smith? Dean Smith is the greatest basketball coach of all time. And I don't I sit here and act like, yeah, this guy, like, I don't, but you, when you, when you give me an UNC argument, very rarely do I bring up Dean Smith. I mean, you've got enough arguments to know that I very rarely bring up Dean Smith when it comes because, I mean, realistically, like, Roy Williams, coaches only can do something to an extent, right? I mean, Roy Williams was not the, was a great coach. He got his three national championships, but there was a lot of things that I didn't like about Roy Williams. Sometimes his play calling, or not really his play calling, but his decision making in certain situations didn't make me very happy, like every other coaches sometimes do. But I think when you look at somebody like Coach K and you say, oh, he's the greatest, but there's been, like, I'm not denying that he's not one of the greatest coaches because it, I mean, the dude took the Duke organization who had zero national championships and brought them five. Like, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you and say he's not one of the greatest because that's a true statement. I'm not going to take away from coaches' flaw. I mean, all coaches have flaws. I'm not going to sit there and take away from him the great things he's done, right? And I do think he's a great leader. I think he I think he knows what he's doing when it comes to the court. But at the same time, uh, when I look at somebody like Dean Smith, who literally, dude, actually changed how the game is played. He is the reason that there is a shot clock in college basketball. He is the reason. His four corners play revolutionized the game of college basketball and basketball as a whole. I mean, you saw some NBA teams using it, and it works. That's why he's he found a play that is so unstoppable. They had to make a rule to stop it. Who? What? What has Coach K done to that magnitude of greatness? Uh huh. He was part of actually going small ball in college basketball. Uh huh. You can Google that. So. He didn't de- do a shot clock type thing, but right. you can't deny what Coach K has done for the ball. Like you said, right. he turned literally an entire university around and made it into the one of the most top premier college basketball programs. Right. And all of it. You know, I mean, he just changed the game. You know, I mean, he's just he's the greatest not because of what he did for basketball itself, but just what, just what he brought in general with excellence, mm-hmm. with just his tenacity. I mean, I mean, right. I mean, the dude is. I mean, you know, at the age of 75, the dude was coaching like he did his first year of college basketball. Right. You just don't get many but people. Like I also that. I also think that one of the reasons, and I'm not here to say that Coach K is the greatest, and I'm not a Duke fan here. I'm just a I just got you got to acknowledge greatness when you see it. You can't be an idiot and an oblivious idiot and not say that he is one of the greatest. 
And I do think that he found something that works and he kept to it. I think that's why he's what did so well as he did because he found something that works like Dean Smith did before corners. Or even like any other place you've been. Good coaches find something that works. And like the old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And Coach K found small ball works in certain situations. And he, he incorporated the big man into that as well. But at the same time, he mostly played small ball. If you look at his national championship years, I mean – what was it, 2013 was only one last time? 2015. 2015, sorry, that's right. They had yeah. Jahil Okafor down right. in the paint. Dude was dominant. One of right. the greatest Duke players. But at the, the same time, great. 2015, if we look at not in the national championship game, but the final four game, that clip, when he spreads the floor out and he gives great, he spreads the entire floor out, he says, give Grayson Allen the ball. Dude's a sixth man on the bench. Right. Bro. Nobody even heard of his name until this moment. And he knows, he, he, he has trust in his players. I also think that's why he's as good as he is. And he trusted Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen went up, made the layup. They went in the national championship, and they won. And I think when you look at a good good coach like that, you really have to acknowledge situations like that because it takes a lot for a coach to trust a player to that magnitude. I mean, if you say he trusts Grayson Allen or that, and Grayson Allen misses the layup, Duke only has four national championships, and coach, I mean, Coach K would. If, he would have gotten ridiculed. Exactly. Now would have been the worst freshman of all right. time. But exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. I think it really takes um, a certain kind of respect and I wouldn't say courage, but. Well, that's like, one of the things that makes Coach Coach um, K great is that he really had a real belief in his players. Even the sixth man, he always had a belief in his players. And sometimes he just did things that really didn't make sense. Right, but then like holy cow, this actually worked out, you know. Right, and I, and I, and I'm not gonna sit here. I I cannot stand Duke. I can't stand the Duke fans. I can't stand the Duke organization. But I'm not gonna sit here and say, and be an idiot, and say that Coach K wasn't great at what he did. Right, like there's certain NBA players that I don't like because of other things. But I'm not gonna sit here and not say that. They're great at what they do, right? Right. They're at that level for a reason. Coach K was in college basketball coaching one of the top organizations in college basketball for a reason, for as long as he did, right? He had to be good at some point. He had to be good, right? So I think when you look at a team of a, a team of UNC and Duke's magnitude, I think that it really stands – it really shows how much – how well our organizations are built when the rivalry stands the test of time that it has. right. Because, I mean, we've been rivals since the 60s, bro. Right. And even probably prior to that, but more re- 60s, right? And so I really think it shows how well organizations have been built and um, put together if we're able to stand the test of time like that, right? Right. Um, did you want to say something? Well, you know, I mean, cause you're, because you would have to search hard to find games that weren't close with right. Carolina. Right. Very, I mean, you know, few and far between and – you know, I mean, really, at the end of the day, I'm not one of those fans that's going to discredit the other team. Right. You know what I mean? And because obviously Carolina is great. That's why I hate you guys so much. It's because you're great. <laughs> right. You know, if you were like NC State, I just wouldn't talk about you. Which, you yeah, know, and is so, what a lot of people do against NC State. Right, right. right. Side so, note. So, let's talk about huh? Finish your thing. We're no, going to talk about NC State no, for a second. So, so, again, just to be a part of the conversation is cool. Carolina is obviously great. Where I draw the line as a Duke fan when it comes to, right. to any – but, you know, really to anyone, is when people discredit the greatness of Duke and the greatness of Coach K. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm not Because you can't that. let bias, which 
I'm not saying that you are. I'm right. just saying where I draw the line and where right. I will get and I do know with somebody Carolina fans people will say that. cross that line. It's like, look, just because y'all won more games, it doesn't mean Coach K is not great. You know what I mean? Just because y'all won some games doesn't mean Duke's not great, you know? So, really, right. that's all I draw the line. And what are you going to say? I think, um, before I get into the NC State thing, I do think that you're right. I think I think both going both ways, like we can't discredit – not a single college basketball fan can discredit what Coach K's done, and not a single college basketball fan can discredit what Dean Smith's done, right? They're two in very influential college basketball coaches that people will remember forever. Right. Right? Like, people are going to remember Coach K forever. Yeah. People are going to remember Dean Smith. People are going to remember yeah. these coaches that came in and changed the game of basketball, right? And I want to get – I want to talk about NC State for one second. But hold on. Just, just real quick. Side mm-hmm. note, and y'all, you're going to hear this from a Duke fan. I will give credit to Hubert Davis. Yes, sir. I'll, now, oh, given, 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 this would be this would be my this would be my one little just gotta throw it in there. Right. Although, although he inherited everyone he that he had. Okay, bro. It, but he did not saying that what he did with them wasn't great. But he was inherited right. as players. So, anyways, but but truly, for him to take really a season where even Carolina fans were kind of. Right, not looking maybe not in the heads a little bit early in the season for him to come and get to I'm be the national championship game. That that puts some respect on that man's name, right? Hubert and, Davis. Now I don't like him because he ruined Coach K's last home game and Final Four game, <laughs> but puts some respect on Hubert Davis's name. Oh yeah, I, he's I, a generally nice guy. You can oh, just he tell is, from, dude. Just he from is. the interviews of him, you know, he just a down to earth guy, man. Right, and, so just and I think, Hubert. and I think. Um, I know me and you talk a lot of crap off scenes about um, John Shire. And I will say that obviously we don't know what he's going to do yet as a head right. coaching position. Right. Phenomenal recruiter. I but was going to get to that. Yeah. He is one of the greatest recruiters of all time. He, he He's brought so much talent to Duke, and I'll give him that. But we got to see what he can do in the head coach role, right? Yeah. We got to see what he can do when it's more than tell. just it's, – it's, it, it, um, it takes more to just – Find talent. You've right. got as a head coach, you've got to find talent and take talent and put it to the next right. level to where you can win a national championship. You can get them to the NBA. You can do all these things to make yeah. them ten times better. And that's a whole different mentality than yeah. just I need to find talent. Right. This is what people need to know, though. And and I'm especially talking to Duke fans. I can already tell you, I'm have to get off Twitter a lot this college basketball season. What people don't need to do mm. is let's say Duke loses that opening game against Kansas. Right. People cannot freak out about John Shire if Duke loses a game to a team like Kansas. And can I be honest for a minute? You know what I mean? I think people can't freak out. They have to give them patience. They have to be patient. I think they're going to lose the first two games, and then John, and then you're going to have because the Duke's going to have to kind of adjust a little bit to John Shire, the management, the rest of the coaching staff, the players, all of them. and I think it's going to take just a little bit of time, and then y'all come around, and then I think y'all will have at least a winning season with John Shire. Because let me tell you, because really with Duke, like it wasn't even really a Coach K thing. It's just a Duke culture thing by this point. Duke teams normally always come in the season ready. Right. If anything, and we kind of saw with the Zion here, we actually hit our peak early in the season. Right. And then time went on, injuries happened, this, da 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 da, whatever, shoes. But, you know, but, <laughs> hey, but I mean, that shoe clip was one of the greatest moments of my life. And so I'm actually expecting Duke to start off strong. Right. What I want to see is how are they going to handle adversity? How are they going to handle pressure? How are they going right. to handle. You're a very young team. Exactly. Very how are they going to handle team. those heavy emotions? And I will games say, like I think. I will say, because y'all have a very young team, I do think that's where y'all are going to fall off in the UNC versus Duke game, whether that be just. 
in season or in the tournament if it falls like that again. But right. there's the magic about Duke and Carolina. Right. There's and, the and magic I'm not though. saying that it's not going to be a good game, right? Because right, right. what we've seen in the past, yeah. they're always good games, always. Right. But I will say I think that UNC is yeah. a more veteran experienced team so those last few possessions uh-huh. they're going to know how important they are they're going to know how yeah. in UNC versus Duke it's oh, so dude, UNC is the national titles favorites oh yeah off 100%. the bat because Bro, we got these dude. look at some point before this is over we have to talk about what Carolina and Duke game sticks out to us the most okay because I've sure. got mine down like I know it without a right, right, right. without a doubt um I will um say that um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Hubert Davis can do this coming up season, right? That last season, I will admit, I was a little iffy about Hubert Davis at first. I knew he was a great player back right. in the day, went to the National Championship, did all the things, one of the be- like, best percentages three-point shooting-wise ever to right. go through UNC. But I will say I was a little nervous at first, and when we lost the first couple games, I was like, all right, it's going to be another 2018 season. It's going to be another one of these seasons, right? And um, – and I'd say 2018 was bad. It was just kind of like, eh. You know what uh-huh. I mean? We didn't do much. We went to the tournament. We got knocked out. It was just, eh, kind of end season. So I was expecting that this season, right? I was expecting us to go, like, round of 32 in the tournament and just kind of get knocked out, right? And I, and I hate to have that mentality when it comes to the beginning of the season, but when you have a new coach, you kind of – I'd rather – like I say, um, I'd rather expect disappointment and be disappointed than be hopeful and be disappointed, Right. And so I disagree, but yeah, yeah, I know anyway, you'll disagree. Right, right. But I'm just saying in that I'll, in that certain case, always get your hopes up because because when it actually happens, it is the best feeling in the world. Right, and, and there's instances that I've got my hopes up, and it has paid off. But there's also instances, right. instances where I've had my hopes up, and it definitely did not pay off. Right, but I will say that around midseason, after we lost the first Duke game, about much we did, everybody was like, "All right, bro, it's really." Like UNC fans, and I feel like the coaching staff and the players and everybody, right? Everybody around the whole organization. And I think Hubert Davis really, really took him like taking a cow by the, a bull by the horns and was just like, like, hey, like this is this this can't happen, right? Like we we cannot allow this. And I really think that he took that team of. I mean, they were still relatively young guys. I mean, you think about it. Um, there, I mean, Armando's coming in senior year now, but I mean, what Caleb Love is going to be a junior this year, right? He was a sophomore. RJ was a sophomore. Right. I mean, I really think that he still had a young team on his hands who didn't know much about playing in an organization that they were in, right? And I think to take them, honestly, I thought we were going to lose to Baylor, bro. When we were up, oh, same, dude. But when I saw that, when I saw that bracket, right, and I saw how much we got screwed over by being that but eight seed or whatever, I was so I'm mad. I'm still bro. mad. Y'all got St. Peter's, <laughs> but at the same time, but think about who we played before St. Peter's, right? right? Think about the competition we played. Um, we played Baylor, and then we played um, Michigan, I believe, after that. Right. And then we had St. Peter's, and then um, it was just this whirlwind of teams of teams of teams every week. It was just like, oh, my God, i got to tune into the UNC game. And I love that kind of UNC basketball, right? I love any kind of college basketball, any college sport, really. Right. I love that season when you're like – when you're wowed about what somebody has done for your organization, right? And you yeah, you'd be like, oh, my God, i got to tune in next week to see if they're going to keep this going, Right. Um, rather than a season where I'm like, okay, like, uh, well, I'll turn into the game, will I not? Like still, the 2020 season. Right, and I, right. I still turn into the game, but I'm not really into it because it's just like, eh, right? Um, but I'm really, even though we did lose a national championship, I was it was heartbreaking. It really was. But it will, nothing will ever, and I will say this to the day I die, nothing will ever be as heartbreaking 
than that 2016 national championship. And I promise you that. That national, this past national championship, bro, I wasn't even expecting us to make it to the Elite Eight. Right. Much less the national championship. Right. So when we made it to the national championship, I was like, all right, win or lose, bro, we have won here. Like, literally, like UNC, Kansas may have won, but UNC walked away with a big W, right? Whether it be. For the whole team back. Right. So they definitely. Right. Yeah. Whether it was getting mentality right or getting adjusted to coaching staff, returning players, that redemption tour, right? Like 2017 was, which was one of the most, literally my most favorite year of college UNC ever. What year was that? 2017. Okay. Literally one of my favorite the years ever. Year. Literally one of my favorite seasons ever as UNC fan. Even honestly, like that more than 2016. Not because we lost the national championship in 2016, just because of how how much more everything meant in 2017. Right? It, everything meant so much more right. in 2017 than it meant in 2016. Right? That's gonna be Duke that's coming up here. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you think that, buddy. I'm hey, sure you think that. Hey, I'm gonna get my hopes up. Um, but no, I, off the subject, we could go on and on about seasons and stuff like that. Right. I want to talk about NC State a little bit before we it's talk about our sad. favorite games. Is there any more to it? No. Sad, <laughs> pitiful, and, and I hate to be like, why? Because, why is he still their coach? That that's really what I want to know. The basketball, yes. How is bro, was it Devin what I'm saying, Keats bro. or yes. how, like how is he still their bro, basketball? coach? I've seen like like bas- the basketball players at NC State because I'm going to NC State and everything and I've seen the basketball right. players and I've seen them close bro they are good basketball players right. right like their recruiting office is not bad bro it's always dude their coach is hard the personnel I've, they need to change it I've up I've met somebody in orientation right uh-huh. at NC State he yeah. was walking on a basketball team he had friends that were on the basketball like actually on the basketball team right. got recruited to go there and he said they even like they can't stand the coach right, right. and it's just like Bro, like, if your players don't even like you, bro, like, they're yeah. not going to play for you like If that was Duke will. of Carolina, he would have never got that job in the first it, place. Exactly, bro. You, know, you can't have you your players not liking you and expect them to perform right. at the level they can perform, right? And, and I'm really hoping that NC State can do something with them because I'd love to go to NC State one year and right. have a good basketball team. Right? The, NC State is kind of like Duke's kryptonite. They will sneak up on us every now and then and get a, get a stupid win, and this makes me mad, man. They're you know there's one of those few teams where you know you expect to beat them and then you right. lose, but you know. And and I do think that um, NC State is kind of that team in all of the sports they play, really. Right. Because except for maybe baseball, they've always been pretty good at baseball. Right. But, but like even, football, they're great. Bro, yeah, football. Yeah. These past like last year was uh-huh. a great year for them. I think this coming up year the recruits they got. Phenomenal. And that NC State and Carolina year. football game last year, Dude. craziest finish I've seen to a football game. Bro, you're telling and me. And I didn't bro. even mean to watch it on purpose. I was I'm waiting going, for the Gonzaga going, and Duke game to come I'm on. actually going to the one at Chapel this year. I'm really excited for them. I have to leave. Like I'm, It's the day after Thanksgiving. So I'm going to have to leave after um, like the morning after Thanksgiving. I'm going to have to get in the car and go because right. the game's at like 1 o'clock. So i got to drive Chapel Hill. But I'm really looking forward to that. Like I felt it's going to be a really good game. But I, like, like, I hope they pick it up. Another thing, like NC State, like obviously they don't have, they've never had the best coaching staff in general, and I think that's not NC State fans' fault. I don't think it's NC State players' fault. I think it's just management at NC State, like hiring a coach, like right, right, and and also how much excellence thing, can you take within one area? Right, Duke, Carolina, State, something's got to give. You know right. what I mean? I just and, don't think you can have three teams. I mean, maybe you can, but you right, know. and. And even like, I don't know. It's something the blue teams, bro. It is Kansas, blue Kentucky, bloods. Duke, Carolina, Memphis was pretty decent this right. past year, bro. And not saying they're on Kansas, right. Kentucky, UNC, Duke level, right. but they were good, bro. Haven't like, even talked about 
Well, UCLA. even in like our personal time, we haven't talked too much about Jay Wright, by the way. Stepping right. down. Yeah, that was crazy. Out of nowhere. Bro. Villanova. I forgot they were yeah. too. So we'll see how they do too this coming yes, up here. That'll be so. really interesting. But, but the only the last thing I'm thinking about NC State, bro. It's not even about the sports teams. It's about the fans. The fans bro. are aggravating. It's not even that they're aggravating, bro. They just want to be a part of it so bad. Exactly. Thank you. So bro. you feel bad for them. No, it's not even I don't feel bad for bro. They and I'm not saying there's not a tiny bit of a rivalry between UNC and NC State. There might be a little tiny one, right? Just because of how maybe only between the fans, bro. Not well, between the schools. Say, it's between the fans, right. not the schools. Right. Like if you look at a UNC NC State game, bro, you it is not even anywhere right. close to any other kind of rivalry. Look, not even UNC Duke. Like there's that's, Duke, that's a, Carolina. There's like a little. Right. There's Duke. There's Carolina, and then there's this little cousin NC State. Right, and I think. It's one of those things, right, where it's like, when is it going to end, right? Like, when is it going to be enough for the NC State fans? And I just don't think it ever will be. So, I don't know. It's just, ah, it, it gets so tiring, man. Like, like I've had good conversations. I've had good conversations with people from NC State, right? And then I've had the fans that were not so good conversations, right? So, it's just... It gets so old so fast, and it just ugh, it drives you insane. Um, so last thing I want to do here on this podcast is I want to talk about, like you said earlier, I want to talk about our favorite UNC versus Duke basketball games. All, All right, right, so let's start with yours first, since yeah. you're a guest. Because I'm sure you already – well, I could probably guess yours – because it would have been mine, too, if I was a Carolina fan. Okay. Mine, okay, well, the one that, that I remember the most really comes down to two. The 2012, where Austin Rivers hit the you know, mm-hmm. buzzer meter. Right. Because I just did not think that was going to happen. But really, the one that sticks out most is the 2020. Duke. And now you don't even hear who Austin Rivers is anymore unless you're watching NBA. Duke at Carolina. <laughs> Trey Jones, mm. buzzer, Wendell Moore, buzzer. Yeah, I was hard. And over time, because I remember... I was at my dad's, and that game was just a prime example. It doesn't matter how either team is doing that year. When right. they meet to face you know, each other, you can throw all the stats out the window. You can throw that season's record out the window, everything, because they're just going to go stupid. They're going to go right. crazy. And Carolina, y'all were beating us the entire time. Mm-hmm. That was one of the only times where I watched that game with somebody. And I remember I was so mad, so stressed out. I about, about cussed my dad out multiple times, and I wanted to leave the house, but he and Seth made me stay there. Right. Which I'm glad I did, obviously, hindsight. But it was the most stressed out I probably have ever been for a game for prior to this you know, past season. But, um, you know, but when Trey Jones hit that buzzer, I could not believe it happened. I was speechless probably the entire time and then to hit that buzzer beater in overtime. That was the, to me, that Dukes won the most craziest, intense yeah. – game that I've actually watched from start to finish in real time. Um, so, it's going to be really cliche, but uh-huh. dude, dude. The Final Four game. Bro. Bro. That Final Four game. Yep. You can't tell me as a Duke fan that I wasn't excited to watch. Even it, losing, bro. It was bigger than the national Exactly, game. bro. That's what I'm saying, bro. Did anyone Can even you watch Kansas it? play the other Final Four team? Bro, no. Who do they play? 
Villanova. Hey, see, that's how that's how much attention went on Duke and Carolina. Bro, I'm saying, bro, it's like it, it's one of those things, bro. Could you imagine? Like, it, it wouldn't be possible. Right. But could you imagine if that was the national championship game? How much the tickets would be? How much hype would be around it, bro? Bro, that would be insane. Do you know the views and stuff? Because that was the first time we'd ever met up in the Final Four in history. Yeah. So that was insane of a, on its own, right? Do you know what the views were for that game compared to the um, title game? Because uh, I would imagine Duke and Carolina got more. Uh, I can't look it up right now, but... Um, God, that's insane. I don't know. Um, hold on. Give us one second here. We're going to look up the views on this game. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was the Final Four game. I think they, they 16. released sixteen point three for what with an average of sixteen point three million viewers. The game is already the most viewed Final Four game since UNC played Oregon in two thousand and seventeen. Okay, so yeah, so the Final Four game, right? Yep. Which it, it, it's just one of those things where, like, bro, like to watch that game was insane. Insane, bro. When Caleb Love hit that three. UNC in Kansas, this just shows you how big Duke and Carolina is. They oh, got yeah. 10.7 million views. Right, right, right. And I wasn't expecting to get like a crazy right, right, right. right? Which is still great, but right. good grief. And, and it's one of those things, bro. When I was watching the game, I was like, holy crap, bro. Like, this is an insane game to watch, bro. Like, this was just a masterpiece, I never bro. thought I would see it. Exactly, bro. It's one of those things. I didn't like, want to see it. Like, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like this is like once in a lifetime watch, right? Because I mean, we were, I mean, that like I said, that was the first time they'd ever played in the Final Four together, ever. And in Coach K's last season, exactly, bro. It just it all added all right. up. It yeah. all piled up to all these expectations, all these things, and it so lived up to it, bro. It was such a good game. Caleb, when Caleb had that three, bro, I was, I was in the middle of a field somewhere, bro. At um, I think at a party for somebody's birthday. And we were sitting there with our phones, bro. We weren't even concerned about what was going on. Bro, was I could not fans. have watched that game around people. Bro, like no, it was a bunch of UNC fans. It was a bunch of UNC fans. We all surrounded each other, bro. When Caleb Love hit that three, bro, we were going freaking nuts, bro. People thought there was something wrong with us, bro. And it was just, it was crazy, bro. It was so much. I, my hopes were so high, and they were so met, bro. It was so, like, and that's what made the national championship game, like, like win or lose, I don't care, bro. I won. In my heart, bro, we beat Duke in the Final Four, bro. I don't care what happens the rest of the season, right? And so that's why I think it was such a big win for UNC, right? Because now we got this redemption tour. We got this another another redemption for UNC, right? We got all these players coming back. UNC's going to have a brand, brand new team. The UNC-Duke games, let's see how that collides the season, right? Right. And that's why I love that game so much, and I think I'll forever love that game so much, just because – Everything added up at the perfect time. We got Coach K's last season, UNC winning the last game at Cameron Indoor, right? And we've got um, the first time we ever played each other in the Final Four. Nobody even expected UNC to make it this far, right? All these things adding up and piling on top of each other just make the suspension and the hype and anticipation so much more when it happens. And I think it was just a perfect storm, right? It was just a perfect storm of everything happening right there. And it was a great game. It was. Obviously, I hate we didn't win. Right. But I think both sides should agree. It really was a great game. Right. You know what I mean? You take I the bias away. I that game than the national championship game. It was a great game. game. Now, I would never go back and watch it, but, you know, it was a great <laughs> game. Um, it certainly was. Well, Justin, it's been really fun having you here, talking on the podcast. I've really enjoyed it. I hope you have as well. Um, 
Hopefully we'll get you back on here soon and talk about something other that doesn't. Honestly, this has been pretty civilized in our past conversations. That's right. But could have gotten more, a more agreeable conversation, right? Uh-huh. Um, hopefully we can get you back on here soon. But, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for um, Monday's episode of the podcast. Um, I really hope you all give us a listen and enjoy the podcast. Like I said, next week we're going to have um, Eva Dodson on the podcast. And then the week following we're going to have Jackson Watkins up here. So be ready for that as well. Um, and can't wait to hear what y'all have to say on the podcast. Peace out.